God is good tonight, yes? Glory to Jesus. <clears throat> so I, I don't know why I was reminded of this the other day, but I um, heard a story of a guy that had, he had been in an accident and they didn't think he was going to live. And he was laid up in this hospital room and, and uh, they told him, sir, we just, we don't know that you're going to make it. And there was some internal bleeding in him and several other things. And as he was laying there, there were two things, that, two thoughts that came to him. As he was laying there, first thought he believed that God was speaking to him is, is uh, who have you loved? And the second was, are you ready for the next phase of your life? And I thought, those are two really interesting questions. Who did I love on planet Earth? If, I, if I'm not making it past right here, who did I love? And the second thing is, am I ready for where I'm going? Those two statements have really been challenging me. I read it a while back, and, it, and it's just really been challenging me. And uh, I can answer who I've loved in this world. And <clears throat> Jesus made a really strong point that there's no real profit in loving people that are easy to love. The profit is in loving people that are difficult. But the second question that was asked, <clears throat> second thought, are you ready? I'm asking you tonight, are you ready in this life for the, ex the, the, the extension of your life? Because your life just is. The moment you were conceived, you live forever. The moment of conception, you live forever. You live here for a season, for a period of time, you live in another place for the rest of it. Right? And the question is, are you ready for the next season, the next, that next place? Are you ready for it? And uh, <clears throat> to answer that question, I want to look at some things tonight. We've been talking about the name of Jesus. We've been talking about the revelation of the name, and I've been giving you different topics with the name. And um, tonight title of my message is goodness in the name goodness the goodness of God in the name of Jesus and understanding it um, <clears throat> I think that there's there are a lot of um, there are a lot of things that you and I could um, we could think about in trying to answer that second question that, that I believe God was asking this, this man. Um, are you ready? And there are things that we could say, well, yeah, I'm ready because of this and because of that. But 
to answer that question, we've got to realize what God expects humanity here. What, What is God expecting from us in this life? Well, you know, you got to do right, you got to this, and you got to toe the line, and you got to all this kind of stuff. Well, I don't know. You, you know, everything, everything has to be answered in the Word. Every question has to be answered. What prepares us for the next phase of our life? When, whenever, whenever you graduate to the next place, what? should be happening in your life what should be going on because the bible says absence from the body is in the presence of god that's not what we're necessarily talking about tonight but i want you to think about this absence from this body is in the presence of god so from one moment to the next you will step out of this body into the presence of god well i say this i don't want to step into the presence of god I want to just step into a new place already being in the presence of God. How about you? We need to be living in the presence of God now. And in the presence of God is the fullness of everything that you need. Acts says in, in His presence is the fullness of joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It's my ability. It's my power to succeed and to overcome. I, 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 I want You and I... In our preparation for the, the extension is just living in His presence right now. What does it look like? What does that look like? Well, <clears throat> tonight we're just going to talk about, for a few minutes, the goodness of God. I'm going to start in Psalm 34. The goodness of God. <clears throat> Psalm 34. Fabian, would you give me a water, please? Psalm 34. Verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul, my mind, my will, my emotions, shall make its boast in the Lord. Um, in other words, my mouth, as a result of the way I think on this, on this earth, needs to be acknowledging how great God is. Everybody say that. God is great. I'm telling you what, we don't really realize how great God is and how good He is. But God is great. God is great. Amen? My soul, thank you. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. How how would you exalt the name of Jesus? Just close your eyes and let's do it for a moment. Father, I just thank you for your greatness, for your goodness. I thank you for your presence. I thank you, Father, for your ability to work and to do all that you said you would. Thank you for all that you've done for me, Father. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for the Holy Spirit, for your word. 
the goodness of the Lord. Amen? How good he is. Just think about how, I'm telling you tonight, you don't know on a day-to-day basis how good God is. God is really good. I'm telling you tonight, God is exceptionally good. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and he delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. The poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him. And he saved him out of all of his troubles. The the angel of the Lord encamps all all around those who fear him and delivers them. I'm sorry. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is what? He's good. And blessed is the man who trusts in him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Our God is good. He's a good God. Amen? Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Those who seek and trust in God, who seek the goodness of God, in other words, they shall not lack any good thing. The young lions are the tough ones, right? They're the fighters. They're the hunters. The young lions are the ones that should have enough food. They should never lack. Amen? But they do. But not those who trust in God. I Say this after me. I don't lack a thing. And that's true if you trust in the things of God. Right? We shouldn't lack a thing if we really understand and know how good God truly is. Amen? <clears throat> um, verse 11. Come you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good how how many days how should i how should i love in this earth i should love the day that i live i should love this day i should be rejoicing in this day notice the first verse what does it say i will bless the lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in in my mouth why he made the day This is the day that the Lord has made. Let's praise Him today and focus on how good that God is. You know, through the years, my my walk with God in 40 years of of salvation, I have to say I've met more Christians that actually focus more on the bad than on the good. God is good. And the devil's bad. And when you're, you and I are focusing on the bad, we're giving place to the devil. Because God, there's no bad in God. Yeah, but pastor, you don't know this bad thing happened and you know God allowed that. Well, but see, you don't know God because God is good. See, I, I'm not up here to explain every circumstance and situation that goes on. I, I don't have an answer for every single thing. I just know God is good. Amen? Settle. You can't talk me out of God is good. And anything bad that happens, that wasn't God. 
If a tornado blows through and a tree falls right in the middle of your house and destroys your whole house, that was not God. God doesn't have, God's not in the house-destroying business. He's just not in it. But things happen. Did you hear what I said? And there's a bad devil. The devil's bad, but God's good. And, and, and the focus in life has to be on the good or you're going to allow bad to dictate your days that you're living right now. And, and you know what? You won't love those days. You won't love today. You won't love tomorrow. You won't even want to get out of bed tomorrow. You don't even, you don't even like where you're working. You don't, yeah, but you know, <clears throat> I'm, I'm in this place and why isn't God moving me and why isn't God taking care? Yeah, but maybe God wanted you there. Maybe God needed you there. But you're so focused on what's not working out that you can't see the goodness of God. Listen, when people see goodness in you, they want Him. Amen? So, here's just a few definitions from different dictionaries and, and from the Greek and the Hebrew both of the word good. Everybody say, God is good. Okay? So here's the definitions of good that I just collected here. Just one word definitions. Pleasant. Excellent. God is pleasant. God is excellent. Rich. God is rich. Prosperous. God is good. He's prosperous. God is good. He's well. Everybody say well. well. Say I'm well. Why? Because God's good, right? And God lives in me, and that goodness lives in me, so I'm well too. I'm prosperous. I'm rich. I'm excellent. I'm pleasant. I'm happy. Everybody smile. Before you get out of bed in the morning, you need to practice smiling. Because the day, in the natural, the day will present all kinds of things to keep you from smiling. I was in an airport somewhere, sometime, and I, I was walking through it, and this person, I was just walking by myself, and this person goes, smile. And I was thinking, I'm looking like this. I didn't have a smile on. And I turned back, I said, I will. I'm sorry. And they go, no, I just, just smile. Because evidently I looked like this. I was intense. I was walking through the airport or I was probably intense or I don't know, who knows, right? So practice smiling every day. Before you get out of bed, just smile. Take your phone, turn it to your camera, turn it around. <clears throat> hey, you're going to have to smile by faith. You've been laying in bed all night, waking up, all crusty eyes and no telling what all over your mouth and maybe you're drooling or whatever. And just look at yourself and smile and say, God is good. Huh? God's good. I'm telling you, I'm telling you tonight, God is good. And you don't know how good God is and how good that that goodness wants to work on your behalf. I'm telling you he's good tonight. Amen? The last two words. For good or honest, God's honest, and he's right. 
Everybody say, God is right. God's good, and he's right. Pleasant, excellent, rich, prosperous, well, happy, honest, right, and a boatload of other words. Because you, you can't out-define the word goodness. You just can't out-define it. It's, it's never-ending. Amen? <clears throat> think of this verse. Well, th- think of this thought. Have this thought first. God is good and the devil is bad. Now watch this. Greater is he that's in me, the good God, than he that's in the world, the bad God. See, because the Bible calls the devil the God of the system. And I don't know about you, but I mean, there's a lot of bad stuff. I mean, I had to turn my phone off because, you know, Fox News would send me an alert of some bad thing happening. And my phone would go off, and there it was, you know. Somebody did this, and this thing happened, and that thing happened, and I thought, no, I need, to, I need a, an alert to all these good things. Amen? I need an alert. So I just turned that off. I mean, it doesn't mean that you don't pray and believe God and those kind of things, but I just turned all those alerts off, and I just allowed my own spirit to alert myself of how good God is, looking for every opportunity to look at the good. Now, I'm going to talk about couple things that that tie this together and how it's our responsibility to live in the good all the time not just some of the time but all the time see because God's always on and he's always good he's never bad can you say amen Amen. so greater is the good in you than the bad that's in the world I'm gonna say it again greater is the good in you than the bad that is in the world Bad is always overtaken by good. Always. Bad, good is always stronger than bad because bad's defeated. Yeah. And we don't, have to allow, we don't have to allow bad to rule. Amen? So, <clears throat> um, if, if, you, if you focus on the bad in people, then people will dictate your life every single day. I, I, I told my family, I told my family a while back, I will not, and I said, and it's your choice, because, you know, just because I have a conviction about something doesn't mean that they will, but I told my family, I will not let Anything that anybody else does affect my day. Now watch this. This is why this is so important. Because the devil is bad, not people. People are not bad. They were created in the image of good. People aren't bad. The devil's bad. People are not your enemy. The enemy is your enemy, not people. You cannot let what other people do and say or circumstances around you dictate how you're going to live on any day ever for the rest of your life on planet Earth. What prepares me for the next period of time is how I handle my every day. 
how I handle the circumstances and people around me. Because I promise you, if you see people as the enemy, then you are living a defeated, unhappy, non-prosperous life because your life is centered around how bad everybody else is. Instead of how good God is. Psalm 34, 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. you got to work it out. Because I can tell you right now, there are people everywhere, everywhere, sitting next to you even right now necessarily, that will do something at, at a certain time that you won't like. You have to make a decision to focus on how good God is instead of allowing what people say and do to affect you. Now, I'm going to give you scripture and verse that is very direct. Actually, it's just a verse in the scripture that's going to tie with two other individual scriptures that are going to just tie this whole thing together and give you power to overcome your day and to be liberated in your day. I believe when you leave here tonight, if you hear what I'm saying and what I'm going to give you right now in these next three verses of Scripture, if you hear it and you embrace it, you'll never be the same in your life. Because my life, my, my individual personal life in the last two years has changed because of this revelation. My whole life has changed. I see God in a totally different light in the last couple of years than I've ever seen him because of how big and how real, how good he is, is to me. He's good. Man, he is he good. I mean, he is so good. See? And I'm on this planet to live my life in the power of what was invested into that name and demonstrate through that name to the earth how good God is. Now watch this. Romans 2 and verse 4. <clears throat> I want to read this in two translations, first in the New King James and then in the Amplified. Or do you despise the riches of His goodness, forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. Now, I, I want you to think about two or three things right here. So, the Bible says that His name is the Word of God. The Bible says that the Word is the Gospel, and then it says the Gospel is the good news. Right here in this verse of Scripture, he says, or do you despise the riches of His goodness? What are, what are the true riches? The true riches are the anointing, but the true riches are the anointing that operates in the revelation of how good He is. Knowing this, that the goodness of God, 
the Word of God, the name of Jesus, and how good that the name of Jesus is and how powerful it is, it leads you to a place of repentance. Now watch this. There's two things I want you to see. People are watching every move you make. People, you, you don't think. You, you, you know how, you ever, see a, you ever see something on the news where, you know, some idiot is walking out of Walmart with $900 worth of stuff under his coat, and, and there's the cameras. It's almost like he's smiling at the cameras as he's walking out. You can't go anywhere on planet Earth without there being a camera. Huh? You're not going to get away with anything. Well, it, it, it's, kind of, it's kind of the same thing in understanding the goodness of God and, and what God wants you to see about what you were called to do. You think people don't notice what goes on? If you're frowning all day, if you're wearing a scowl all day, if you're walking around, you know, and somebody asks you a question, you bite their head off and have an attitude about all this kind of, don't you think for a second that people are shying away and pulling away from living a life in God because of the way you act? See, it says right here, if I embrace the goodness of God which is the word of God which is the name of Jesus and all the power that goes with that it will empower me to repent I'll repent for being moved by what other people do I'll repent for allowing myself to ever be moved or considering any human being that walks on this planet to be the enemy I will repent for allowing myself to not be in charge and in control and the one who is leading people instead of my actions affecting and contaminating people to where they don't desire to repent. See, because there's two repentances in this passage. To you that are taking for granted the goodness of God, you and I, but then those who really need to repent starting with me about myself and my actions, and then other people repenting because of how good they see God is in me. People will repent when they see me not moved by those type of situations. Ever been in a job where you, you know what, I'm quitting this job because there's not enough Christians around? I've been there. Had many, 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 many jobs since I was born again, before I pastored. And I would think to myself, you know, I need to find a job where it's, there's, there's peace and there's not this stirred up and there's not that and there's all kinds, not, not other things going on. I need to find a job where it's real easy. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe God put you there because he needs you there, yeah. but also he put you there because you need to be there to work out this good thing. And you need to be there because you need to get over yourself and over being moved by what other people think and allowing what other people think to affect you when you can be contaminated or, or vomited on by other people and learn to pray for them. Jesus said, what profit is it if you do good to people that do good to you? Eh, zero. I, now, Jesus said it, not me. I'm just repeating what he said. You get no benefit for being nice to nice people. You get a lot of benefit. 
and you've got to work it out within your soul, you get a lot of benefit for looking beyond what other people do, not letting it affect you, but you taking the opportunity to be a blessing to them. Many times, God needs you in that place because he wants to do something, but he wants to do something in you. Because see, if you're in a real difficult place, if you overcome in that place, man, you can do anything. You can do anything and not be affected, not be moved by circumstances or situations or moved by what other people say and do. Yeah, but Pastor, that's easy for you to say you've, you've never been in a tough place like that. You don't know where I've been. You got no idea where I've been. I think probably, remember that show Jaws <clears throat> where they were in the boat and they started talking about stories and then one pulls his shirt back and he says, well, this one and then another one pulls his shirt back or his pant leg up and the shark bit me here and, you know, they're going with their stories. I, I, I promise you, you got a story, I probably got a scar or a story to tell you about something else. I got a lot of stories. And you know what I know today? I love God today more than I ever have, and I love people today more than I ever have ever in my life. I love people. Man, I love people. Everywhere I go, I love people. I, I'm, I, in, in the days ahead, being a part of this church body, I'm, this is a nation's church. Everybody say, we're a nation's church. We're traveling to the nations. We're going to the nations. I'm going to travel all over this planet to the nations because I love people. Not to travel. I don't like traveling. I love people. Amen? And people, when you got the goodness in you, they need it because you, they'll repent when they see how good God is in you. They'll repent. They will repent and come to the things of God. Is there anything more important than that than people realizing how good God is because of what they see in you and them repenting and coming to the truth of who God really is? There's nothing greater ever anywhere on the planet than that right there. And I promise you, if you're focusing on the bad, that someone else is doing, and that's where all of your attention is, you will live a defeated life because you will blame everybody for your problems. Look at Romans 10. <clears throat> and verse... Well... I'm just going to read verse 13 for the sake of reading it. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. But, but then, how then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? How will they? They won't, right? And how shall they believe in whom they've not heard? They won't. They won't believe. And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they're sent, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the what? The gospel, the good news of peace, who bring glad tidings of what? Good things. What are we talking about tonight? We're talking about a good God who's got good things and he does good things and good things happen to people that hear the truth about how good God is, and they do something with it. Amen? God is good, and these glad tidings bring about good things. I'm telling you today, we need to be, in this body, 
testifying continuously about how good God is for the great things that God is doing in our lives. You need to be telling other people how great God is. You're going to have opportunities in the weeks and months ahead to testify in the house about the great things that God is doing in your life because God is all about manifestation, but manifestation doesn't come if we don't change the way we view things. And if you're staying focused on how bad things are and how bad this is and how wrong this situation is and this person did this to me and woe is me and on and on and on. Listen, it really boils down to self-pity. Really, it boils down to that. Well, Pastor, I don't know if I came here tonight to hear all this. Oh, well. It really boils down to self-pity. And when you get right down to it, nobody is in control of how your life turns out except you. Now, God's got it all set up. He's empowered you. He saved you. He's healed you. He's delivered you. He's given you all the tools, but then you've got to do something with it. And nobody can change the focus on bad over to good except you choosing to do it every day. I just tell you right now, I wake up every morning laying in the bed and I practice smiling. And I keep practicing. Keep practice smiling. Man, I want to smile. I want the, I want it on there. I don't want somebody walking through the airport saying, "Smile." Yeah, grouchy thing. Hmm? I don't want somebody to tell me that. I want somebody to see the joy of the Lord. And listen, you, you know, you, you, you can't see the joy on a grouch. They, you, 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 they don't mix. Like oil and water, they don't mix. Grouchy and joy don't go together. So you've got to choose to brighten up. Well, what do you mean, Pastor? Fake it? Yeah, fake it till you make it. Fake it till it happens. Change some things in the natural. Step out in faith. You know what? This thing's trying to move me, but I'm not letting it get the best of me. I'm going to stop this thing. I'm not letting this happen. I'm going to quit focusing on these people right here. I'm going to quit focusing. Actually, I'm going to start praying over them and blessing them. Father, I thank you for them. I know you know my heart. I'm mad at them. I don't like them. I don't like what they've done. But Lord, I choose to bless them today. I thank you that your word is true. It's changing me. And I thank you, Father, for changing them. I thank you for opening their eyes to see clearly. Now, now don't, you know, a lot of times what you think is wrong with someone else is really you. I know I already said a bunch of tough stuff, and that's really even tougher. But, but half the time, I'll say, what you think is wrong in someone else is what's not right in you. So don't pray that they act like you. You just pray that their eyes be opened up so that they can see clearly. Because it's not saying they're not doing things that aren't right, but they may be affected because of the grouchiness and the ugliness coming out of you. All righty. Amen? Now watch what he said in, this, this, in the 16th verse. <clears throat> well, actually in verse 15, let's read it in the Amplified. And how can men be expected to preach unless they're sent, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings, 
How welcome is the coming of those who preach the good news of his good things. Who preach the good news of God's good things. Somebody tell me something that's good about God. God's funny. How many believe he's funny? I mean, he's got a sense of humor to believe in us, right? Come on. God is really funny. Somebody else. He's forgiving all the time. Amen? What do you have to do? You have to forgive yourself. You know how important it is for you to forgive yourself for yesterday? Why would you forgive someone else and look positive about someone else if you're under this gun about yourself and all the mistakes that you make? I promise you, you start forgiving yourself for things, you'll quit doing things. Somebody else. He's always on time. He's never a day late nor a dollar short. Can you say amen to that? What did you say? He's with you. Amen. Somebody else had a hand up? He's patient, always. Amen. He's patient. He endures. He's he's long-suffering. Glory to God. Thank God for that. Yes, sir. He's your protector. Amen. Somebody else. How good God is. Yes. He is a giver. Amen. Somebody else. He is empowering. Amen? Somebody else? His love is unconditional, is it not? No no strings attached to his love. He's creative. creative. Somebody else? He never lies, right? You know why? Because he can't. It's impossible. He can't lie. He can't lie. That's why goodness, one of them is truth. He never fails. Somebody else. He's a deliverer. Amen? Somebody else. Healer. Healer. Amen? All of those things, those are the things that we need to focus on. And those are the things that we need to focus on when we find ourselves trapped in situations that he's already delivered us from. Amen? And the people that you see that you want to be angry at that are trapped in certain emotion and certain issues in their life that you want to be angry at, their deliverance is tied to you. Why do you think God has you in a place where someone's annoying the ever-living whatever out of you? Right? Why do you think God has you around somebody like that? Well, you know, maybe I shouldn't have taken this job. No, maybe you need to see God in the midst of this and how good God is and let the goodness shine out of you. You know what? There is nothing like seeing someone come to a place of repentance because you prayed. You kept your mouth shut. You didn't say one thing. You just prayed and spoke the word and you see a person come to a place of repentance. There's nothing like it. I've seen it happen time and time and time and time again when I kept my mouth shut, when I quit focusing on all the things that they're doing wrong when God created me to focus on the things that he's doing and he's continually doing he's done them before he's doing them today he'll do them tomorrow he's the same yesterday today and forever and the greater one is in me greater than that devil that's in the world that wants to operate through other people to try to convince me I need to spend all of my time focused on what they're doing instead of what God is doing no not doing it not doing it not doing it you know what? I will quit if it can't be done. I'm not because I'm not doing it. I'm not living my life moved by what other people think and say and do. I'm just not. 
I'm not, and, if, and if the power that I'm talking about tonight doesn't work, then I quit. I quit. But it works. And it works every single time. Can you say amen? Every single time. <clears throat> Verse eight, uh, 17, uh, 16, but they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So let's go see what Isaiah says, and we'll end with this. Isaiah 52 and verse 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings, what news? good news. See, what I'm telling you tonight is good news. So, the Bible says my feet, because of what I'm bringing tonight, are beautiful. But everybody sitting in here tonight, in one form or another, is called to bring good news. So, how beautiful are your feet? Everybody look down at your feet. Wow, beautiful. Glory to Jesus. Why? Because God said. God said your feet are beautiful. How beautiful are those feet. But in delivering the word and what I'm talking to you about tonight, you came in here, you had whatever's going on in your week, and you came in here to hear another word preached, but you didn't necessarily come in here to hear a word like this, but if you embrace it, it liberates you. See, why? Because it's good news. It's truth. It's what he says is right. It liberates you. You don't have to be moved by other people. You don't have to be moved by what other people do, think, or say. You can only be moved by how good God is. I've met so many people through the years that just couldn't embrace the fact that God is just good all the time. Yeah, but he does this, and he's done that. And, and all the things that they talked about are things that happened under the curse. But on this side of the cross, everything is good. Everything is the way God made it to be in the garden. And in the garden, what God intended was the whole planet Earth to be just like the garden, and that the Earth and this solar system would be the blessing spot that would touch anything and, every, and, and all the other planets. It was created to be that blessing. And Adam messed it up. But Jesus brought it back. And now the world that you live in, as you frame your world with the goodness of God, then people can be drawn to the garden of your life that's prospering, it's advancing. And I mean, the, the flowers are blooming and, and people want that. And they, you know, my gosh, what? What do I need to do to change my life? I want to be like you. Anybody ever said that to you? Has anybody, don't, don't, answer, don't answer me, just think about this. Has anybody ever said to you, I want to be like you. I want to live, I want to live the life that you live. And I'm not talking about how much you have or don't have or in things in the natural. I'm talking about the goodness of God oozing through every pore in your body. That's what it takes. I'm telling you tonight, I'm giving you a challenge. That here at Gates of the City, we are people that are focused on how good God is, and that's it. I make a confession. I have, I have a pretty long confession that I have memorized that I speak over myself every day. And the last thing that I say, that I started saying in 2000 and whatever year that was, long time ago, 
It was the year that Oral Roberts died. It was in December of whatever year that was that Oral Roberts died. And what Oral Roberts said all the time is something good is going to happen today. And that's what I say every day. The, day. the day he died, I heard it in my spirit. God said, you take that and you deliver that out of your mouth every single day. I've been saying it ever since. Something good is happening today in my life. Amen? Something good. Something good is going to happen. Why? Because I believe in the goodness of God. I believe in the Word of God. I believe in the name of God. I believe that greater is He that is in me than that ugly bad that's in the world. And I'm here to make the changes in the world. See, the world doesn't have to stay bad if those with the light demonstrate the good. Because good always overtakes bad. So the world doesn't have to stay bad. And I can just tell you right now, the world is getting better as we go. It's getting better as we go because we're getting better. More light is shining in us. And, and when I say the world, I'm talking about the people. People are changing. People are getting delivered. I mean, you can, you can if, you, if you have those pop-ups like I had, you know, from all the news agencies, they can tell you about all the bad things that are happening. If you're focused on that, you expect bad things to happen. Well, I haven't had a, haven't had a quote, uh, haven't had an alert today. I mean, where's, where's the next bad thing? You know, because you get accustomed to it, you get ready for it. No. Your spirit man's saying, man, something good, something else good. Look for opportunities to do good to people. F f I mean, start practicing good on people that aren't so good in your eyes. Start practicing it. If you don't practice it, it won't change, and you'll stay focused on yourself. You'll stay in self-pity. You'll stay blaming other people instead of taking responsibility for your actions, and it's everybody else's fault. See? Well, and if they wouldn't do that, then this would be better. No, we forget what they do. I'm telling you, we got to be people that we forget what other people do. We cannot be moved by negative reactions coming out of people. And listen, when you quit being moved by them, they're not going to be moved by you. Because a lot of people are moved by you because you're moved by them. Stick that in your little spiritual pipe and smoke that for a while. <laughs> Amen? Think on that. There are people that are moved by you because you're moved by them. You quit being moved by them and you start loving them and praying for them, they won't be moved anymore. So not only you get set free, but they get free. Amen? How beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. I'm going to read it again. How beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of what? Of good things. Gosh, I just, I don't know why. I mean, it's just, I feel, I feel, I can feel myself smiling every time I say good things. Because everything that oozes out of God is good. And all he does is demonstrate good things. Now, he lives in me, so what should be oozing out of me is good things. Not selfish things. Not me thinking about myself. Listen, if this was easy, everybody would do this. They'd make a multi-level marketing company out of this. Huh? I mean, they do all kinds of things if this was easy to do. It's not easy to do, but I'm telling you, there's no day like the present to begin to practice it more and more like you never have before in your life. Amen? Practice it. Amen?